0: Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast, where you can learn how to organize your life so you can focus on the things that matter most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 19, When You Need to Menu Plan. All right, I think it's interesting what an important piece of the organizing puzzle, menu planning, and getting dinner on the table seems to be. It's just one aspect Of many when it comes to organizing a home and managing a home. But for some reason, this is the one that a lot of my clients talk about. They feel like it either makes or breaks how organized they are in their home and kind of represents their organizational success. And I think it has a lot to do with being able to support their family. And I just think intuitively, people sense how important that time is together. I'm thinking of one client in particular who had several aspects of her life that we were working on organizing, but the one she kept coming back to is she would tell me, I just want to be able to sit down and have regular family meals with my family. I just, that's how I'll know that I am succeeding. And so I don't know, maybe menu planning has been a tricky thing for you. Maybe it's not something that's even on your radar Maybe you've thought about it a little bit, but I think it's a conversation worth having, especially when you consider the statistics and the research and what they tell you about how important family meals are, because menu planning is a big part of making that time happen with your family. So I want to spend just a minute today talking about that research. I'm going to quote from the American College of Pediatricians, but really anywhere you look is going to show similar type of statistics. So, in a nutshell, This research showed that family meals offer this really unique time to sit down and connect, spend time together, learn how to communicate, talk, listen to each other, um, talk about your values and your ideas, that it provides structure for the day so that creates some security for kids because there's this rhythm and flow to the day. And it also gives parents the opportunity to observe their children's behavior to notice things, their moods, the things they're spending their time doing, which I think is really important in this day and age when kids are struggling. And you know, parents are the one that can make the difference for them, um, really help with early intervention with different kinds of things and just be there at those key moments to have those conversations. Another point that this research made is that the dinner table is one of the few places where kids get a really consistent opportunity to observe their parents' relationship and how they interact with each other and how that really models to them kind of what they're going to be like as adults. And so, I don't know, almost any angle you look at it, there is a lot of good happening when we sit down at the table together for a meal Let me quote some specific research that I think is really interesting. These are some of the statistics I'm sure you've heard before, but it's regarding academics and kind of uh, substance abuse and emotional and social behavior. So uh, research says teens who have dinner with their family seven times a week are almost 40% likelier to say they receive mostly A's and B's in school compared to teens who have dinner with their families two or fewer times a week also reports that teens are more likely to have excellent relationships with their families, specifically their moms, their dads, and their siblings. Children are also 24% more likely to eat healthier f- foods, including more fruits and vegetables, less saturated fat, fewer fried foods, soda, etc. They're also 35% less likely to engage in disordered eating, which I think is really important. Um, Toddlers develop a better palate. They demonstrate less fussy eating behaviors and eat more nutrient-dense foods during family meals. And then the substance abuse part. Teens who have infrequent family dinners are two and a half times more likely to use marijuana, twice as likely to use alcohol, and four times more likely to use tobacco. It also shows that teens who have more frequent family dinners are less likely to engage in sexual activity. Also talks about how teens who have more frequent family dinners are less likely to engage in problem behaviors like physical violence, property destruction, stealing, running away from home, emotionally less depression and suicidal thoughts. And I loved this. It said parents also benefit from more family meals. Mothers and fathers are also less likely to describe depressive symptoms, have a lower stress index, and have greater self-esteem. And not mentioned in this research, but I think worth noting that eating at home is also less expensive, which is great considering the economy and how expensive things have gotten recently. So any way you look at it, family dinners are important. But unfortunately, it's showing that family dinner time has declined by 30% over the last 30 years. And there's concern that even when we do sit down to the table, the quality of that time together is affected. Family members are on their phone or the TV is going in the background. So that deep, healthy connection just isn't happening the way it used to. Now, I don't love to come from a negative place or scare anyone into doing any new habits, but I think all of this data is hard to ignore. And if I add those statistics to that innate desire that my clients have to have increased family meal times, I think right now is a good time to consider recommitting to family meal times and to menu planning. So, you know that old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail? That's true in so many ways, but I find it especially true with menu planning. Listen, at the end of the day, When it's been a long day at work or with the kids or your energy's low or whatever it is that the day's brought, it's pretty hard to find the enthusiasm to come up with something for dinner. You have to do the thinking ahead of time. You have to set yourself up for success. You have to make it easy. And so there are so many different ways that I coach on menu planning, but today I thought I would share three tips with you to help make it a little simpler and easier so you can have one less obstacle to sitting down with your family for dinner. Okay, so here we go. Tip number one, consider your calendar when you're menu planning. So I used to just plan dinners that I thought would be great and that my family would eat and that would sound good, and then I would run into the problem of not having the time to prepare that meal because I hadn't considered that we had a busy schedule that afternoon or that I had to be somewhere right after dinner and the schedule got crazy and it just wasn't a realistic dinner to make for the night. I also noticed that sometimes I would plan things that sounded good, but then that day would be maybe really hot and heating up the oven didn't sound great, so I didn't want to make that meal. So what I resorted to was always looking at my calendar when I was planning my meals, and that seems to be one of the important things that has made meal planning really successful. Um, So think about, as you are getting ready to plan those meals, what things you have going on. Do you need some days that dinner's pretty quick? Can you utilize the crock pot? Is there so much going on that you need to have something convenient for people to eat on the go? One of the examples that comes to mind for me is when we have a busy day like that, I'll make chicken salad for chicken salad sandwiches. So it's all ready to go. And when someone's running in from dance or running out to soccer or whatever it is they have, they can quickly make themselves a sandwich on the way out and still get that dinner. Now, that's not that quality family meal time we were talking about, but it's still an improvement over having no plan and grabbing fast food late at night or whatever it is that you typically do when you have those crazy times. Also, as you are looking at your calendar when planning, I like to consider the weather. I like to take a look at my maps app and see is it going to be really hot, like I mentioned before. Do I not want to heat the oven up? Is it really cold? Would a soup taste really good that day? I've also sometimes planned to grill things without looking at the weather, and I'm standing out in the rain grilling, and I don't like that at all. So, checking my calendar and the weather and all of those different things as I'm planning my menu seems to make the recipes and meals that I plan be a lot more realistic. Therefore, there is a lot greater chance that I'm going to follow through. Okay. Another thing I'd like to think about is I'm going, am I going somewhere and am I going to need to bring something? So as I'm checking my calendar, I can also take a look at that and be prepared and, you know, minimize the amount of trips to the store that I need to make. All right. So first tip, look at your calendar when planning and also your weather app, if that's something that you think would help you. Okay. Okay. The second tip I'm going to give you might be a little bit surprising, but when it comes to menu planning, have a regular time that you're going to grocery shop. Because here's the thing, what good is it going to do you to menu plan if when you go to make the meal, you don't have the ingredients you need? I think it's really important to make everything super easy. If you are taking the time to make a meal, we want to reinforce this menu planning routine. If you take the time to make a menu plan, but then you never use it because you didn't have the ingredients on hand, I just don't think there's enough validation in your brain to keep taking the time and effort to make the menu plan. You'll tell yourself it's not working anyway. So having that regular time to grocery shop is I think a really important piece of making sure you get that menu planning done. All right, so I don't know how you like to do it. I know for me, ordering groceries online has been a game changer. So once I have created my menu plan, I like to make my shopping list right then. And if you're going to order your groceries online, then that's a really good time to just place that order and schedule a time to go pick it up. Or I've been experimenting recently with having my groceries delivered, which is another game changer. I'm already saving a ton of time by having my groceries shopped for and ordered online, but the pickup time can take some time. So having them delivered right to my door is just a dream. So you might want to play around with doing some of that if you haven't already. And if you're not interested in that, um, then just having that regular time that you're going to grocery stop- shop is important. When it's not a regular time, when you just do it when you have the time, that's when you start running the risk of not having those ingredients on hand or having to make those emergency trips to the grocery store that aren't convenient, that, where you spend more money. And again, where if you don't feel like it, you don't end up making that meal and start to lose confidence in the whole routine of menu planning. So really look at your schedule and decide when is this regular time that I'm going to do this big weekly grocery shopping so that I know I have the staples and all of the extra ingredients that I need for my menu plan. Okay, so the third tip that I wanna give you today with menu planning is to have a habit hook to start getting dinner ready every day, right? I feel like this is my secret weapon. I used to get my menu plan ready and I'd have the ingredients on hand and then all of a sudden it was four o'clock and I hadn't even thought about dinner yet. So maybe my chicken was still frozen or I needed to start marinating something earlier in the day or I just kind of had low energy. I don't know if that's how you are, but there's just this little period of time in the late afternoon where... You just don't feel like doing anything. And if that's when you're supposed to think of making dinner or that's when you're supposed to start dinner, no wonder it doesn't get done. So I like to create a habit hook earlier in my day so that I am starting dinner every day when I have higher energy and then there's just the finishing touches that need to be done later in the day. I think we've talked about habit hooks earlier on the podcast, but let me just review A habit hook is anytime you have a new habit that you want to do, you need to hook it into an old existing habit that you already do with like clockwork. For example, my habit hook for starting dinner is every time I'm done with breakfast, I go straight to doing the morning dishes and then I think about what I'm going to do for dinner that night and make sure I'm taking any steps I can earlier in the day. So that's a great habit hook for me as while I'm doing the morning dishes. Another habit hook for you might be when you walk in the door from the gym or when you're done feeding the kids lunch. Just think of what you're doing kind of earlier in the day on a consistent basis and consciously you'll have to remember to hook the two habits together but what you'll find is that in a very short amount of time you're going to start associating those two habits and you'll start to just do it without even thinking. That's a really great place to be, okay? So that third tip is to have a habit hook to help you start your dinner every day, okay? And I can't help it but give you one more bonus tip as I'm thinking about it because I think this is also going to be a really good lifesaver for you on the days when things don't work out because you know they will. (laughs) You know that despite all efforts to plan, you're going to have some days where you get sick or something unexpected happened in the afternoon, or maybe you just do not feel like what you've planned and you don't want to do that new recipe, whatever the case, I like to have four or five go-to dinners on hand that I can go to when I just need something mindless and easy, something I know the kids are going to eat, something that I can just resort to when for whatever reason, what I would planned just isn't going to work out. So I call those go-to dinners. And here's the thing with go-to dinners is you've got to have all of those ingredients on hand all the time or it doesn't work. And so you pick four or five things that you know your family's going to eat really well. They're going to enjoy that. That's really important. And then just make sure that you have those things on hand. And typically, they're things that don't require a ton of fresh ingredients because, you know, it's hard to keep those things that are fresh on hand all the time if you're not planning to use them. But I'll just share a few of my examples. We really like to have Navajo tacos. We'll make mini pizzas. Spaghetti is a really easy one. Haystacks, like the rice with the chicken and the gravy and you can put all sorts of things on top of it. So whatever vegetables or fruits you have on hand or canned fruit or vegetables that are in your pantry. And then cream cheese chicken is another one that I just always have cream cheese on hand, always have chicken in the freezer, and that's a great crock pot meal. And I have to say, as I'm listing those, those are not my personal favorite dinners, but my family eats them really well. And usually once they're prepared, they taste pretty good to me. But what I really love about it is even if they're not what I order off a menu if I went to dinner, I just know I always have this backup plan so that if it doesn't work out, I'm still being really consistent. And so you do, you just kind of need to plan for emergencies. So I think having a go-to meal on hand is really great. All right, so there's your three tips plus one. And I think one other thing I'll tell you just kind of as we head out here is to remember that done is better than perfect with menu planning. You don't have to do exciting new recipes always or even every week, you can stick with the basics. And those recipes, I mean, it's great if they're healthy, but they don't have to be like these really healthy exotic meals. I think keep it simple for the most part, especially if this is a new habit for you, a new routine that you're implementing. Done is better than perfect, just as just get it done. That's going to be better than nothing. Okay, so menu planning is one part of what we are discussing in February in Life Organized. So I just wanted to take a minute to tell you how you may benefit from this conversation that we're having in Life Organized next month. Menu planning is one of what I call the big five. These are five tasks that are common to every household, which when not done, start to create some chaos. Part of having an organized life is having a home that runs like a well-oiled machine. And because there are five tasks that are so predictable, I don't feel like they should ever cause stress or overwhelm because you know it's coming. You know the clothes are going to get dirty. You know people will get hungry. We don't want to use our precious energy to fight those kinds of fires because those are the fires that we can prevent with a good routine. So if you'd like to learn more about how to make menu planning kind of this well-oiled machine in your life, or if you're curious about what those other four tasks are in the Big Five then this is a great time to join Life Organized. I'm going to teach you a tool that will help you automate these five tasks, plus give you lots of guidance for each specific task so they become easy and consistent. So check the show notes for a link to learn more about joining Life Organized next month. So your action from today's episode is to create a menu plan for the week. All right, remember, check your calendar so the meals you're planning is realistic. Schedule your trip to the grocery store, make sure that happens, and then don't forget to create that habit hook because that's what's going to pull the trigger on actually getting dinner on the table. All right, thanks so much for joining me today. I want you to know you and I are facing the same things. I'm in the trenches right along with you, and I know how tricky life can get. We need a fresh take on these age-old problems, and that is what the Happy Gal way gives you. Organization plus time management plus mindset tools is a game-changing approach to help you organize your life so you can make space for what matters most. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. So I'll see you next time. Have a great day.